Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shadows of the Mountain our werewolf the apocalypse chronicle that we're running here on final show films my name is jack i am your storyteller for the evening and we are joined tonight by mara hi i'm mara i'm playing alex alexandra core boxcars uh metis philodox black fury and holly hey i'm holly i'm <clears throat> Sorry, I'm dying a little. I am playing Dakota uh, Lupus Galliard Uptana. And joining us from 1990s Crofton Middle School, Craig. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'll be playing Sal Spiderfriar Moraro. And yes, I am uh, doing my best to replicate that very strange middle school photo that was available, no one knows why, in the photo catalog. <laughs> and William? Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Ingvar Ironblood Ulfstotter, the Hamid Get of Fenris Iron. And Athena? Hi, I'm Athena, and I'm playing Mordigo, a Lupus the Urge of the Shadow Lords. And Sinsaku? I'm Sen, and I'm playing Granya Firelight O'Connor, a uh, Hamid uh, Ragabash Glasswalker. And also, yes, I know we were listed as Dungeons and Dragons. I fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Aiden Taylor, Ahmed, uh, 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 Philodox, <laughs> child of Gaia. And as always, trans rights are human rights. Black lives matter. Believe women, believe victims. Billionaires shouldn't exist. <laughs> Fuck the Grammys. Yeah. Uh, what are they? They gave Louis C.K. a fucking Grammy award this year. <laughs> But we also also wanted to send out a special thank you to the Onyx Path, who provided us collaboration materials for this chronicle. Uh, you can get access to their upcoming apocalyptic record brick pre-order at apocalyptic-record.backerkit.com slash hosted underscore pre-orders. I will put the link in the chat at some point in the next couple minutes. Uh, and we'll put it in the video description on YouTube as well. I think I actually remembered to do that this week. But when we last left Denver, uh, the Wings Pack had reconvened within the city, reuniting a few absent members as the rest of them arrived via Moonbridge from Las Vegas, landing in the heart of the Sept of Forgotten Questions to be confronted by a pack of tense guardians and the local Master of the Right, a Silverfang Theurge named Grey Snow. They were swiftly escorted away from the cairn and rendezvoused with Storm's Dawn and Spider Fryer at the Howl of the Moon Howl at the Moon Bar, also meeting a pair of new faces in the process. Morico and Firelight had sought out Storm's Dawn as a possible ally in their own agenda, investigating a few worrisome entities in the Denver area that were being ignored by the Sept in favor of higher priority issues. So we now return to the penthouse of the Denver Four Seasons, where Spider Fryer had taken rooms for as many as the group as wished to spend the evening there. 
you guys are getting situated in your current digs. Um, conversations are being bandied about a little bit in terms of what needs to get done, what resources and who you might be able to reach out to. And while that's happening, Firelight, you see an opportunity and slip out into the hall. Uh, I am just going to, before I even step out, uh-huh. like just as people are focusing on discussing things and figuring out plans, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and allow myself to fade out of focal, of like sort of focus from everybody. Uh-huh. Um, do, 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 as I look at my things and remember how everything works. Because I don't know what all these gifts do, and I don't have my book open. But I know that one <laughs> of them is passively for... active, so... Um, my, my chameleon skin is just always active. It doesn't have to... I don't think I have to activate it. Do I? So chameleon skin is a fetish, I believe, not a gift, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, and I believe for most fetishes, you do have to more or less turn them on. Uh, let's see. do 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 Roll gnosis versus the level or yes. spend a gnosis mm-hmm. point. Yep. So that'd be so that'd be difficulty of the level or a number of successes. Uh, so you would either spend a gnosis point or roll gnosis difficulty seven. Okay. Are you allowed to spend a gnosis if you fail that roll? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. Of in ter- in terms of. If it's actually like tracking initiative, usually you just have to wait till the next turn to reflexively sp- uh, mm-hmm. spend it. Mm-hmm. One success. I think if, One if success. I All right. It's usually worth at least trying the gnosis roll. Oh yeah, no, yeah. pretty much always. So that okay. and then also activating my other gift, my gift, which is the uh, blur uh, the milky eye. Yes, blur the milky eye. Okay. Which. I'm looking up now. I don't know how that works. You will roll manipulation and stealth. Difficulty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manipulation and stealth. Let me make that into a thing. Oh, wait. Hang on. Do I have it over here? I don't know. Do you? No, I don't. I was hoping I did. And does my stealth uh, specialty apply? What is oh, your yeah. stealth specialty? Sorry, I don't have a stealth specialty. I have a, I have a dexterity specialty. Never mind. Right. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is preternatural grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not so much in this one because this is more yeah, about no. blending in than yeah, yeah, yeah. doing doing something particularly graceful. <laughs> Manipulation, stealth. What's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty eight. <laughs> A one and a ten. <laughs> All right. So you aren't able to get your blur up, but you do activate your chameleon, um, your chameleon skin, which is already a level of blur, which is already which is going to raise the difficulty of things detecting you visually by three already. Yeah. So you know that's that's pretty darn good. Um, yeah. and you begin to make your way downstairs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, stairs or elevator? Um, stairs. Okay. Uh, 
So it takes you a few minutes well, to get it downstairs. Doesn't. It doesn't because I also have my air hoppers. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're just gonna <laughs> jump down do the you, stairwell, basically. Yeah. I swear. I swear to God. Do you have the same goddamn fetishes that Sal does? I have no idea. Uh, the at the air high tops. Yeah, the air hoppers. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not like yeah. basically when I'm I'm using those to sort of like bounce down the stairs rather than rather than uh walk so that I okay. go down a little bit faster. Fair. Very fair. And those are different two gnosis to activate. Yes. So Look, I have a very specific kit for this character. <laughs> yeah, you Four do. Four successes to activate the air hoppers. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. It's apparently on my character sheet as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so I'll use those to to uh, uh, bounce down the uh, to bounce down the stairwell at a faster pace. Okay. Was it and you? you... Yeah, their gnosis hey, difficulty on, two. Gnosis is two on on the air hoppers. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. The the um, highest gnosis that I've got is the chameleon skin. Everything else is one, two, and three. <laughs> okay, so you make it down to the ground floor, and there you are, more or less. Um. We'll say that you're able to do it very quickly and quietly with your activated fetishes working in concert. Mm -hmm. um, and you are in Hamid form, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as you come out, there is a pair of clerk sesh concierge at the uh, front desk which is kind of kid corner to the uh, place that you're trying to access. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be doing stuff on the computers, chit-chatting back and forth a little bit. Um, but you're able to slip pretty quietly out the, uh, the door. And I'm going to roll some dice here for them. Yeah. Where... How are you attempting to access uh, the part of the hotel you're trying to get into? So first, seeing that there are people at the at the desk, I'm going to pull out my phone, uh -huh. uh, and I'm going to pull up the Corval book finally, so I can actually look at my gifts. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use. Uh, let's sort of think about it for a minute. Um. What? So this is a this is a particularly fancy hotel. Uh, it's reasonably upscale. Okay. So I'm going to use. Uh, do they have? They have. Um. They have. I'm, I'm assuming they have a number of phones that are like at the desk, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> hang on. Six. Know where my things are. Which one is this? I have them in front of me. Plug and play. <laughs> what? Plug and play. Uh-huh. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> it is, um, uh, you spend one willpower point for the next day. Any computer the Glasswalker uses, no matter how simple, becomes fully compatible with any other digital device, regardless of op other obstacles, such as operating systems, so on. Cool. I'll spend a willpower and use plug and play to basically, I'm going to start making the phones just keep going off as if they're suddenly getting a rush of calls. And they're all going to okay. be like random spam calls, but they're all going to have to answer it because it's a hotel and the phones are ringing. Um, presumably, anyways. Okay. So you spend a willpower, tap a few buttons, and just set, uh, up, give a, me just an set up a redialing. Like, set okay, up, give me an intelligence and computers roll difficulty seven just to make sure Grunya is cognizant enough of how voice over IP phones work <laughs> in order to to yeah. get something cascading that way. Intelligence computer. Yes. <laughs> What difficulty did you said? Seven. Well, I'm gonna spend a willpower on this because okay. it's funny. So one auto success. So four with four successes. successes, yep. With four successes, you are able to. All of a sudden, the phones start ringing, and you've got it timed to where. Both of them have to answer two separate lines, and then as soon as one of them hangs up, another line rings. Yeah, which is going to increase their uh, their difficulty to spot you while you're active here by one more, which means they're rolling at difficulty ten. Uh, yep, that's what I thought. Um, so they botch. <laughs> they botch, which in your case means that your dexterity and larceny to get in because they're trying to actively fit. It only takes them about three calls before they realize something's gone wrong and they start trying to mess with their computers on their end yeah. and accidentally gum up some of the other systems, shall we say, that are at play in this hotel. Uh, so you are going to be making a dexterity and larceny to break into the gift shop at difficulty five, one less than would have so, otherwise been the case. What's the local gauntlet rating? Uh, here, eight. Mm. That's really high for a open seal ability. You're, yeah, you're... I mean, that's the gauntlet period. I was going to say, that's, that's, that's pretty standard gauntlet for uh, an yeah. urban location. As, as open seal is, I can open nearly any sort of uh, closed or locked right. physical device, uh, but it it's a gnosis difficulty equal to local gauntlet rating, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's for special agents. Yeah, so I'll do, uh, what, you, what was it, uh, Dexterity Larceny? Yep, that's the one. Difficulty what? Difficulty five. Uh, this is going to be an extended, uh, because you've got a locked door, some level of security system on the inside, mm. and also avoiding being spotted by, let's admit, two very distracted desk clerks currently. Yeah. Um, so you will need, uh, each of these rolls will take a minute. Uh, you need a total of three successes. <laughs> three successes. <laughs> so, yep, you sidle up to the door. Disengage a lock from the outside fairly easily. Using your still active plug and play, make sure that there's no, uh, as you, as you, Bypass the uh, the Wi-Fi security. 
cameras are Tur- turned off turned and deactivate. Off. Huh? Cameras yeah, right. are mysteriously turned <laughs> off. Right, yeah. Cameras are already off. You also disable uh, the motion sensor laser in front of the door. Yep. And right inside and very gently close the door behind you. And it's there's, there's a faint tint to the glass. You're pretty sure that even if they turn and look over at you, unless they actually stare pretty hard for a while, they're probably not even going to see you moving around in there. Chameleon skin. Yeah. I'm just going to grab the item that I was coming for. Okay. And what, what, what sort of gift, what sort of gift shops, like items do they have in here? How many? It's mostly how many, like, yeah. It's mostly like your standard like t-shirts and sweatshirts with the the you know like I was in Denver kind of stuff basically okay. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna couple, grab couple little knickknacks snow globes yada yada calendars <laughs> I'm gonna grab like a welcome package basically okay uh, <laughs> of things and just you know this little this little that little this little that little this and then slip back out and okay head back upstairs. All right. Meanwhile, as uh, I as I as I get into the stairs and the door closes, mm-hmm. that's when I'll pull out plug and play and deactivate all the things that I had running. Okay. Reset the systems back to status quo. Yep. Okay. I will I, I will lock the the uh the gift shop back as I leave. Okay. Book, Easy enough to do. By the, bookkeeping by the way, um assuming this still counts as the same day. As long as you actually spent willpower last time to mess with the jukebox, you shouldn't have to have spent another one now because it works I, for a full day. I, I that was I, I had asked Jack if I needed to actually do that, and that was just sort of aesthetic play. So, oh, okay, this, this was right. actual yep. mechanically. This is the this is the actual activation. Yep. All right, I'm just trying to save your willpower. Yeah, no, it's fine. Meanwhile, the rest of you upstairs. Who's talking to who? What's going on? I think Sal's just trying to make sure everybody gets settled in, finds a room. Okay. When Aiden is available, Dakota would like to speak with him. Is is uh, Dakota going to pull him off to the side, or if yeah, if he's like not talking to anyone else or anything, because she doesn't want to interrupt. Yeah, um, he would probably very much not be. T- he's very much in the watching people. Okay. Sort of yeah. off to the side sort of out from from the, the main conversation circle, just watching. I'm assuming this penthouse has a balcony. So there is a very small balcony, like about big enough for maybe three people to stand shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So In- Ingvar is basically standing out there to feel the night air, basically. Okay. Uh, Dakota will go over to Aiden. Okay. Uh, can I speak with you, please? Yeah, sure. Okay. Head off are, wherever. Or... Yeah, are there like empty rooms? There's a the little foyer. There's a couple bedrooms that don't have anybody in them at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She'll, yep. she'll take him in one of those. Cool. Shut the door. So, first, first of all, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay, actually. I'm good. My head's swimming a little bit. Um, it's weird being here. And I've already been hit with the possibility of dealing with something I didn't think I'd get to deal with. So that's 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 a lot. 
but I'm doing okay. okay. I'm doing actually good, I would say, even. Ish. Why, why did you leave without telling us? I, the reason, and to be clear, I did say something just only to one person because yeah. of a very specific reason. And she also <coughs> didn't tell us. There will be yelling. Um, but the reason that I did that that way is, and I realize this is not going to make any sense. I know everything that you're going to say in response to this. And I acknowledge all of those things from a logical, rational standpoint and say that knowing those are the cases, this is still just the way I had to do it. Is that I am very happy with how everything has turned out. Um, uh, with all of us. I didn't expect that to be something that was going to happen. And so it did, and that's great. Um, what it also made me realize is that there are things that I have not reckoned with, things that I need to deal with both in terms of myself and in terms of people who were left here without closure. And I needed to go deal with that. And while I'm happy to, 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 to share a pack with all of you, this is a me thing. And my concern is when I go to talk to people like, like Isabel or other people who may be hostile towards me, to be frank, they deserve to have that hostility. And I don't want Ingvar jumping in the way and preventing that. I don't want Sal to try to disarm the situation with, with what Sal does. Um, and should things go really bad, which I don't think they will, there's going to be some, some stuff, but if things went really bad, <coughs> this is stuff that I don't think should reflect on you all. That was all what I, that was what I was thinking when I did, when I left by myself that I needed to handle my past. And I'm happy to have you guys all as my support system. But I don't want it to blow back on you. And I want these people to be able to have their closure that they deserve. All of that is fair and understandable. At the same time, you're our alpha mm -hmm. and we are a family mm -hmm. and 
you shouldn't have to do anything alone. You're right. I don't think I had to. How, how to put this? I felt like I had to for I had to, but not in the way that you're saying is really the only way I can say it. Okay. It was something that I felt I had to do, not something that I had to do because I didn't have any other options. Okay. I, Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. I also think you need to sit down and talk with everyone, like what you just told me, mm-hmm. so that you don't have problems with other members of this pack. We'll see how that goes. When you yeah. need to deal with situations. We'll see how that goes, but yeah. Okay. So we should go into this with some some semblance of a plan. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah, that yep. Yes, we do need something that's gonna fall apart at the first word said. Um, okay, there's the wings pack that I'm used to. Okay, okay. <laughs> just getting scared there for a minute. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I and I plan to. I'm just at least giving a night for people to get get settled here. People get to know the the the, the two new pack members we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to somebody. Shit. Who do you need to talk to? I need to, well, we need to talk to somebody who can do the right. Right. And I know of two people in this city for sure that will be able to do it. One of them is not a good choice because it's the master of the right. And there are a lot of reasons why that's a bad idea right now. With well, I met them when we got here. Yeah, with information that, that, that Monaco gave us, I don't think that's a good idea. No, it's not. The other person... He obviously has feelings towards you, or about you. I'm sure he, a lot of people are going to. The other person will also have feelings. I don't know what they are. Um, She's the... the She's the mother of my of of my former partner who died. Okay, this is gonna sound really weird. Okay. Her name is Dakota Montgomery. <laughs> She's a child of Gaia. I don't know how she's going to react, but she's definitely the better option. I didn't realize I had a twin. I mean, you don't. You're very different from, well, yeah. It, I, let me tell you, there's some weird shit. Anyways, um, but to be fair, she'll probably also be the best person for me to talk to first anyway. So have you spoken to her since everything no, has happened? No. Okay. That's that's why you're not sure. I'm not sure, yeah. 
I feel like that's some something we should all go deal with together. Yes. Uh, well, we because if she agrees to do this, if she agrees to the ritual, we don't need to be there anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's first on probably first on the agenda. I think because we definitely want to get the pack the packing done. I get them added in as soon as possible mm-hmm. before anybody gets wind that they're associating with us and that needs to be shut down real quick. I'm, I'm going to just be blunt here. Uh-huh. Um, what are, is there anyone in the city that likes you? I don't know. Uh, legitimately, I don't know. There is I could think off the top of my head, maybe one, but that's even questionable. And she's really young and a kinfolk, so her voice doesn't have a lot of weight anyways. And I'm not sure. Could also be fully, fully livid. Is it because they blame you for what happened? Is that the only reason? That's a lot of it. We weren't a popular pack in the first place. Mm-hmm. We tried to, we tried to find people who were really close to 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 falling to the other side, and help them, mm-hmm. including people who a lot of people considered too far gone. It's not a popular position when you have a lot of traditionalist uh, uh, guru. Um, so there were already people who didn't like us and this just gave them a reason to advance their 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 opinions on the topic and scapegoat and everybody else was a local here i was the person who was not originally from here who came in and became a member of the pack so they can't blame the people who are dead so they blame Fairly, maybe, maybe not me. Okay. Welcome to Denver. I've never been here before, so. It's a nice place. It's a good place. I promise to help try to smooth things as much as possible. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm going to get some rest. Cool. She she will give Aiden a hug. Yeah. You need this right now. I know. Thank you. We'll be fine-ish. We will. Ish. We'll yeah, be it'll fine. Be no it'll ish. Be we'll be fine. All right. Dakota will go claim a room. Which is about the time that Firelight gets back. <clears throat> hey, I want to grab Sal real quick. Sal! Okay. Sal! Oh, guess what? Yeah, box guys, what's up? It came in. I'm gonna show you the axe. So Wait, when I had, where are they? I'm in uh, my room. Okay, okay. Mordecai's just standing there in the uh, the living room, then, or the okay. common area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mordecai, as you're standing there, Dustbringer is just kind of perched on the counter. 
watching you. She's not making eye contact, but she's not moving either. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just hanging out. And you're even not making eye contact. You you are preternaturally still. Yeah. This crow is almost as still as you are. Yep. We're just statues. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. We're fine. Anyway, <laughs> the, the, the size the size difference makes me think of like Kermit and any of the humans on the show with Kermit just looking over to stare at them. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so uh, Sal, you see, Boxcars unzips a guitar case, and. Where the body of a guitar and the neck would be is instead a massive double-bladed labrys and a haft. Uh, have I ever seen anything like this before? You're you're familiar enough with the sort of lore of the various tribes that you you know a black fury labrys when you see one. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Sal kind of stares at it, and it's smile just kind of creeping across his face. My God, Boxcar is beautiful. And he turns and slaps you on the shoulder uh, <laughs> and, and says, I'm so proud of you. You even put an axe in a case for an axe. It's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. I love it. Wow. Can I, can I, is it okay if I take a look at it? Yeah. Or is, I, is it, you know, the kind of, you know, no one else can touch it kind of deal. No, no, it's just a weapon. Oh, uh, Sal will pick it up reverently and, uh, and, and take a look at it. How many dots in melee does Sal have? Any? <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. No, none. This is an axe. Is there any is there any detailing on it? I mean, he you know, I, I guess he's looking at it less as a as a weapon because it doesn't shoot bullets as far as he can tell. So he doesn't know a lot about that. But he does have an appreciation for fine art. So looking at it more as a more as a piece of artwork than as a weapon. It's not like um, decorated with with uh, designs or anything like that, but it's really well made. It's the one she had commissioned. Um, yeah. From the Ironborn. Ironborn. Yeah. Um, and it's very like um, minimalistic, uh, but dangerous kind of vibe. Uh, mm -hmm. Like a like a very. Um, like the handles, like you know, kind of like a um, uh, like a baseball bat kind of thing. Um, it's uh, sort of matte black and just steel. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, Sal. Looking at it, this you you've seen various weapons from various seps and craftsmen throughout the Guru Nation, um, and they tend to go for a heavy dose of ornate on top of the function. Right. This is a tactical labrys, if there was such a thing. Gotcha. This is like, yeah, blackened steel and carbon fiber kind of, yeah. This, this, is, this is the labrys that you pick up at the army surplus store. The real high-end army surplus yeah, store, yeah. but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is the labrys you pick up on Amazon. 
<laughs> where they sell all the weird, like, tactical machete. It's stealth black for camo missions. It's um, actually just a decent machete. It, it, turning it in and, and looking at it from different angles. Boxcars, I gotta tell you, this is a real go fuck you to anybody that you fight. And I'm proud as hell of you. I can't wait to see you swing it at somebody that's not me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks uh, for the money again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see it, you know, put to use. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the, you know, what's the point in, in having it if you can't share it with family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to get like two of them and, you know, swing them around? Because we can uh, get another one. Not right now. I got to see how this one goes. You could get like a little one and put it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what's the axe equivalent of like a, you know, like a 22 that you put in your sock? I mean, I have a bit. I have a. Give have me a, an intelligence and melee there, Alex. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Difficulty six. Sure. sure. I believe we call that a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hatchet is for chopping down wood. <laughs> Fair. Just, just I was going to say. Hard enough, it can be used on anybody. I, also, I don't know a lot of hatchets that fit in your sock. Difficulty yeah. seven. Yep. One success. Probably a tomahawk. Tomahawk. <laughs> That's pretty badass. We small should get throw, you some of those. throwing axe, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, you, you... technically a boarding axe, but <laughs> I mean, you know, for, for for when you're running at the person and to put this in the face, you sure you don't want like some more firearms? Ah. Uh... All right. I gotta find a new Vinny up here. I miss Vinny. Mm. Yeah. We'll get back to him. At that point, Sal remembers that Ingvar also still has a sawn-off shotgun strapped to her strapped to the back of her waist. Yeah, only one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got two hands. Goodness. Yeah, one's for one's for the fang dagger. What? Don't you remember? Found you. Uh, right about right about now, the phone in the room rings. Oh, uh, hey, give me one sec, box guys. Um, I will uh, answer it on my phone. I, I still have right, it. yeah, just beep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yes, this is front desk for Mr. Moraro. Oh, oh, fantastic. Uh, listen, can you have him bring it all up, please? Absolutely, sir. Fantastic. Um, uh, and immediately the door opens, which you think, wow, that was fast, uh, but it's Holy Grania. shit, I'm going to give these guys the biggest tip. Uh, <laughs> but it's Grania. <laughs> so Firelight, you're back now. Yeah. All right, so... Sounds like y'all are going to be turning in for the night. Yep. Uh, we got some food on the way if you're hungry. I got food back in my place, which is where I'm going to go and sleep. Mariko, you staying here? No. Come with me? Yes. Cool. Hey, you, we got room, you know, if you want. I'm really more comfortable in my own place. No offense. I mean, we we usually all kind of sleep in a pile. It's kind of a pack thing. Dustbringers really... We are not your pack yet. Yeah, I know, but I figured you'd want to get into the habit. 
No. We will but... when we are your path. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Spider Fryer, give me a manipulation and subterfuge difficulty six. <laughs> All right. Can you go resist that? <laughs> and if you're trying to uh, oppose Actively that, wits and empathy difficulty six. Okay, hold on. Wits and empathy? Yeah. Do I, need, do I need to make that roll too, or can I just accept that anything a ragabash says is bullshit because I'm also a ragabash? You can make whatever choices you want, but this is whether or not you can actually tell, nice. or if you're just making your own assumptions with no data to back it up. That's a trick. A good ragabash switches it up so you're never know. I was going to say, a good ragabash tells the truth at least 60% of the time. Yep. You said, you said difficulty six, right, Jack? Difficulty six for everybody. Yep. Which uh, one? Is this? I I have to imagine that this counts under my uh, subterfuge specialty bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Is that, is that is that's a one mod? I'm sorry, it's been a while. No, there's no mod. It's just any tens you get count as two successes. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm to go ahead four successes. What's the okay. what's the rule? Uh, wits and empathy. If you're trying to see through the flim flam. Hmm? Oh, yeah, Dude, I never spent my Jesus. experience. So three uh, successes for Sal, but Mariko beats four. that with a four. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so Mariko, you can, you're pretty sure that they do not all sleep in a pile. Mm -hmm. Even it, regular it, wolves don't do that. It might be the, might be the huge shit-eating grin. <laughs> I, yeah. It might also be the fact that you're fairly certain that Ingvar would punch him if he suggested that. I, I don't think she knows Ingvar well enough for that. <laughs> She's only seen Ingvar speak a few times. Or perhaps the fact that Sal has just gotten back from making sure that everyone has their own room. Separate rooms. <laughs> also that. But in the spirit of being fun new pack mates, and I just sort of like pull out from behind me from somewhere, uh, like a pair of shopping bags and just put them down and begin pulling out random bullshit uh, as I as I toss Sal to uh, both, uh, actually three things, uh, a pair of sunglasses, a pair of novelty sunglasses, an I Love Denver t-shirt, and a statue of Blucifer. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? Oh, it's great. You should see it in person. Now we're cursed. <laughs> I... I I do not want it in the room. Sal, <laughs> as you catch this little blue horse figurine, there's a button on the stand. Do not! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, I, I don't want to, but I, I, I can't help myself. And Sal's like, no! And he hits the button. <laughs> the eyes, there's these little red LEDs that pop out. Just Sal just looks, goes... Yes, master. <laughs> um, I will be done. Is, is Ingvar and Dakota in the room? Or no? Uh, Ingvar's on the balcony. Ingvar's on the balcony. I, I imagine we've probably come out at this point. Dakota, Dakota, Dakota and Aiden have out. just come out of oh, uh, one of the back rooms. One of, Snout, Sal sneaks a hand into his pocket, and then all the speakers in the in the penthouse start playing O Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't even want to know. I'm gonna toss Aiden a uh, a um, like an I love Denver baseball cap and Dakota a snow globe. What is in the snow globe? Uh, she didn't look that hard, Jack. What's in the snow globe? Let me look. 
Aiden catches it with one hand, like smoothly, just goes to set it on, set it on like a night, uh, a, a desk or what a table or something to the side. <laughs> Looks over at Sal, goes, get that demon horse out of here before it infects us all. Hey, boss, it's a gift <laughs> from a new pack mate, and I kind of love it. So she's not your pack mate yet. Cute. And you know, you know what, you know what, small wonder is, is is correct. It's a gift from a slightly less attractive version of me, and I still love it. So, uh, um, I uh, you... don't worry, boss. I'll put it in a cage or something. Good. <laughs> I will. I will. Skillfully... Uh, in the snow globe is a sign for Denver's uh, Union Station. <laughs> nice. Um, I will skillfully toss a sleeveless, uh, a sleeveless, uh, like muscle shirt that is in Ingvar's size, uh, that just has like depiction of, of, uh, one of the various landmarks of Denver, uh, onto a doorknob near the balcony where Ingvar is, uh, and then over towards Alex, uh, first toss a, a colorful scarf and then second just sort of like oh, uh, like uh, like two finger flick a wrapped postcard towards Alex. Where did you get all this? It's the welcoming gifts. It's the smile three in the morning. I'm very good at acquiring welcoming gifts. Dolan. Did that they not have stuffed animals? A harsh term, she says, as she pulls out a teddy bear from the bag and tosses it towards Dakota. Oh, thank you. These are gifts of endearment purchased by the sweat of my own brow. And with that, I'm heading back to my place. Good night. All right. Before you go, in the mm-hmm. coke. tomorrow... First thing on our agenda is to get you two packed. So we're here early. Not like 2 p.m. early, like actual early. And we are going to be going to Hawk's Wandering's place. So like noon? (laughs) Knowing Hawk's probably... Best time to catch would be six a.m. Yeah, it's like, in like two hours from now. Like, <laughs> like, 4 well, like just just putting that meet out there here at like eight eight thirty. So in five hours. Uh huh. Cool. I operate great on caffeine. All right. What it goes with the. Uh, Grania. Okay. Well, oh, well, she does. She does look at Aiden and says good night to Aiden, <laughs> and then leaves with Grania. I wave. I, I, I wave and I go. Don't have too many sex parties without me. Click. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sal goes. You were invited to the pile. <laughs> Mordico immediately turns off her heightened senses. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know that it's funny and I'm amused too, but we are already going to have a shit reputation. Can we not make the Karak jokes? 
I mean, you, you can't tell me you haven't met another pack that does the sex pile thing. We've all met that pack. <laughs> I haven't. No. Only I'll you, Sal. <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce you when we go back to New I'm going to bed. I also don't know what you're talking about, Sal. I, you know what? We'll talk about it next time we're driving in the car. <laughs> Is anybody hungry? Because we got a bunch of food coming upstairs, and I also got a bunch, you know, staples to put in the kitchen. So if you're hungry, you get up in the morning, we're going to have coffee, eggs, toast, bacon, all that shit. Now Jack, Jack Grania and Monaco, as you guys leave and you're walking down the, the hallway, a Grubhub driver with like <laughs> four bags on each arm passes you headed towards the uh, the door that you just left. <laughs> What's in the bags? They're they're plastic bags you can't see inside. Smells like food though. Wait, hang on. They Some have, of them clink. They have opaque plastic bags in, in Denver? Yeah. 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 Weird. All of our plastic bags are see-through. Yeah. Hmm. This is World oh. of Darkness, man. People make <laughs> stupid decisions. That's fair. That's a, that's a lot of plastic for a bag. <laughs> she just says that she walks past. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mordico doesn't even make eye contact. Right. Just skirts mm-hmm. around. Doesn't touch. All right. Doesn't say anything. So you guys... Head across town, yep. crash at uh, Firelight's place. Actually, how far away is my place from here? Uh, unless you've got an exact address, I'm just going to say 20 I minutes. Do have, I do have an exact address. Okay. Uh, well, then Google the difference between your address and the Denver Four Seasons. That's how far me, away. Let me figure that out. Okay. Anyway, but the rest of you, um, there's a knock on the door. And I got it. A, a veritable cornucopia of mixed bag supplies is dropped off. Uh, Sal will uh, tip the guy at 50 and say, Drive safe out there, pal. No, thanks. Yeah. Gives you kind of a kind of a half nod grin. He's a little bleary in the eyes. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am. Yeah, for sure. And fucks back off to whatever else he's got to drive around and do tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Sal's gonna have uh, sit down at the at the table, pull out. Um, actually, he'll probably pull out like burger and fries because I know that's something that we've done as a group and set out multiple ones and see if anybody else wants some. But we'll eat something. Uh, no, it's I mean, it's ten minutes down the street. Ten minutes down the street. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Literally two miles away. We could walk. <laughs> Monica's not walking. We have to be up in like an hour. Yeah, no. Kanye's <laughs> also not walking. I'm just making that clear. Because I'm saying it because I'm staying at Sobo Station. All right. So does anybody else have anything else you need to do before sleep and rest is had on y'all's first night in Denver? Ingvar will eventually come in from the balcony and get some food before she goes to sleep. Okay. But she does she does spend a good long while just sort of taking in the night air and just sort of enjoying the chill. Mm-hmm. It's a city, it's cold, the air's thin. Leaving the very high up. On the... 
Yeah, I'm leaving the You post. do notice when you're on the balcony, there is a net projected from the entire perimeter. Even you with your ridiculous athletic scores would be fairly hard pressed to clear this if you took it at a flying jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fairly hard pressed, not impossible. You probably ought to hit up a, a shop, get some warmer clothes for everybody, huh? Mara was saying something. Yeah, it's chilly. Um, I'm gonna just grab some food, and I'm leaving the postcards on the table in the like lobby area. Yeah. Dakota will grab some food and hug Sal, and say thank you for food. But uh, usually refreshments are my thing. Uh, hugs back and says, "Hey, I got you a lot of the raw materials. You can take it from here if you want to. I just figured, you know, thank you. It's you know." Armpit in the middle of the night, we might want something ready. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Ingvar grew up in Iceland, so I'm pretty certain this still isn't quite cold for her. It's the temperature isn't bothering you, but and it's not like you have any difficulty breathing, but there is that sense of right. Um, and I don't know if you you William have done any high altitude stuff. It's gonna be weird. For a few yeah. days before, at least before you yeah, acclimate like, to being able to do your normal stuff. There's a there's a there's a weird there's a weird pressure differential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I've I have not spent a long time at super high altitudes, but I have driven up and down mountains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. But unless anything else needs to be done, rest is had. Everybody who needs one regains a point of willpower. And I will do my best to make sure that I am asleep in my car outside the Four Seasons at the designated time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, all of you uh, wake in the next morning. Those of us who are above our rage threshold due to traffic, does that change? (laughs) Uh, not at this point. No, we're going to let you hang on to that for a sec. Mm. You haven't, you you would, you would need to be able to rest in a familiar, relaxing environment. This is still a little bit of a new, new enough situation that it's given you a bit of a, you're still on edge slightly. I would argue that a fancy hotel room is a familiar environment for Sal, but I like that he's still angry. He's in bed. He's got the same fucking shoes. I can't believe this. <laughs> so for once, it's Aiden who's up like a half an hour before. Okay. Yep. Jack. Right at like, because because you said for them to be here at 8.30, so everybody needs to be ready by then. So 8.10, knocks start happening on doors. Well, b- before that, Jack, I sent you a thing. Oh, you did? Let me look. Okay. So, Aiden, you wake up. Uh huh. You pull your door open, and there's a six inch Lucifer staring up at you. So, <laughs> I'm glad that my gift has been a gift for the entire pack. <laughs> <laughs> 
what floor are we on? You're in the penthouse. You are at the tippy tippy right. top. How of many this floors is that for the I'm gonna say 14. I don't care. Okay. Aiden will walk out onto the balcony, look down, <laughs> see if there's anybody below at this particular moment. It's kind of hard to see, but eh. Better yet, we're on the 14th floor. Is there a balcony that is 13th floor that I can that I can toss this thing on? Not really. There's a net in the way oh for God. this express purpose. Well, shit. That Four Seasons is the fourth tallest building in Denver. <laughs> okay, maybe it's more than 14 that is, floors. That is 45 floors. <laughs> You're on the 45th floor, excuse me. <laughs> I can't tell. Thanks, Athena, appreciate that. No, what you, what you do is you throw it off, and if you throw it the right way, it'll loop back around like a blue meringue. Abe is not going to murder somebody. With, say, this he, horse he, has killed enough people. Yeah. Say, if, you, if you throw that horse off the, off this balcony, you're going to crush a car with someone. Else. I will 100% murder somebody. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, just it a is little definitely bit. made of plastic. This thing is not like, you know, die cast or anything ridiculous. Still. Still. I like I like um, to think that like I got the one like like full metal statue. Metal, right. Like, right? You're 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 still just under half the height of the Empire State Building, which is, you know, the thing you drop pennies off of in crater cars. He just walks out into the Not hallway. Not finds a, a laundry drop and just okay. puts <laughs> the laundry drop and yeah, drops it sure. down. <laughs> you just hear a clank, 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 clank that fades yep. away after a moment. Yep. And then you go oh, back inside yeah. and start knocking on doors. Sal doesn't get the extra 20 minutes then. <laughs> I was going to say, does Moriko hear a clank, 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 clank down? Probably not from all the way inside the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just, you know. <laughs> uh, you're, you're an exceptionally perceptive character, but I don't think Moriko is no. going to pick quite that up necessarily. No, she'd have to be like standing in the laundry room for whatever right. reason. But anyway, so, but she's everybody Everybody in the penthouse is awoken. Yep. When, when, when Sal, I mean, Sal would set his alarm, but when he hears sounds, he comes bursting out. Oh, my God, it got out. Has anyone seen the horse? <laughs> It's okay. I killed it. Good. That's what you think. <laughs> but it, there's always sequels, boss. Oh my god. So boss. I know you think this is funny, but I legitimately put eighty percent odds on that being a that the actual one being a worm creature of some kind that's just trapped. Is is that in character or out of character? That's in character. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna take that bed, boss. I, I've I've seen that fucking thing before, and yeah, Ingvar I, steps out. Ingvar steps out of her room. What's this about a horse? A demon horse, demon oh. horse statue at the airport. It's uh, like I told Sal. I'm about eighty percent sure that that is a worm creature trapped in statue form, just waiting to come out and wreak havoc on the world. You've probably seen it. It's blue. It's got red eyes, big weird ass veins throbbing off of its balls. It's legit murdered people. You guys do not treat your gifts very nicely, says Dakota coming out hugging the teddy bear. <laughs> I tried to give my to, 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 to the boss. I thought you said it got out. Yeah, I mean, in the crate. 
Google. Come on, we're, we're, come on, come on. We're not really do, we're not really doing this bit, boss. <laughs> you mean it didn't escape on its own power? <laughs> I mean, if it if it had happened, I would assume that would mean that uh, you had to fight it before you threw it down the shaft. Maybe it wanted me to put it wherever it is. Shit, we need a galleon. Um, all right, is right there. I need to turn this into a better story. No, I mean he's. I mean he's saying when we say we need a galleon, I mean he's turning to Dakota. He's like, right, right, yep. Go. I need you to turn this into a better story. All right, I'll be uh, producer. Uh, Dustbringer flies over and lands on your shoulder, Aiden. At Dusty can be best boy. Um, Morning. Sal said shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Looks over at Sal. You're a bad influence on him. I'm a great influence on him. Dusty. You're oh, for best. fuck's sake. All right. So Ingvar is wearing the muscle shirt for whatever it's worth. Does, Fantastic. Does, does Dakota look confused by this? So Dakota does the thing that she does like when she doesn't really know what's going on, which is more just her kind of standing there being cute and nodding. Uh, he, he leans over and he goes, it, it, it's funny because he said it because it sounded like I was talking about a penis. <laughs> she has no clue what you're talking about. Dakota yeah. once again proves herself to be the best member of the pack without question. I, I, will, I will also... I, I would also like to credit my wife's impeccable comic timing, who, as I was screaming about penis, comes by and just sort of closes the door in the background. <laughs> well done, Amazing. All right. All right. But everybody is, able to, to sleep. everybody is able to get kitted out and uh, prepped for wherever you're headed. All right. So before we, before we head out, and I, I don't know if, if, if they've shown up yet or not oh yeah no so Mordigo okay. got there before Grania. she wasn't even there when Grania probably woke up at like you know the bare minimum time that Grania needs to get ready Grania's still asleep in the car so. yeah, Grania, yeah she's, Gra she's Grania woke up Grania woke up 10 minutes before 8 got to the place at 8 and went back to sleep in her car yeah Mordigo is already gone she is literally right outside the door um of the what do you call it? Uh, the room at mm -hmm. 8.30. Okay. So she missed Aiden's little right back and forth. But at 8.30, Mordico is right there outside the door, staring at the door. She has not knocked. Okay. So before we head out, a couple things you need to be aware of. The person we're going to go meet who can do this ritual, um, <clears throat> uh, Hawks Wandering, is uh she's a child of Gaia. Uh her son was a kinfolk associated with the pack and is, as you might imagine, based on everything I've said, no longer with us. He's also my partner. So I don't know how she's going to feel about this. I don't know how she's going to feel about a lot of things. But she is the best chance, the best option I can think of in this city. Um, 
since we're going to be seeing a lot of people who are who have opinions about me and this is probably you guys to a degree sorry um talking with with dakota last night one of the reasons that i wanted to do this by myself is because i i didn't want to reflect it badly on you guys but also I know that there is going to be a tendency, a, a, a desire to st stand up for, defend, deflect the situation, uh, etc. Please don't. Done. Fair enough. If you wish these people to have closure and be able to express their rage against you, I will let that happen, but I will stand up for the pack if, it's, if it extends to the rest of us. Absolutely. 100%. And to be clear, if someone tries to kill me, it's okay to stop them from that. Good. That's... That's fine. Great. Okay. Is that something we should be prepared for? Maybe in a couple cases, yes. I'll grab the axe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good idea. I love, I love the yeah, fatalistic I, tone. Actually, on, 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 that, on that point, I'm going to go so far as to ask, is there anywhere around here that we shouldn't go strapped for trouble? I mean, it's either, it's either the sept where everybody hates me or the rest of the world, which is not part of the nation, so inherently corrupted and fucked up. So probably yeah. not. Just, just all acts, all like, the cause. Probably it. a good bet. Hey, look, boss. I, I just gotta say. I mean, we're all here to back your play, but you gotta not fucking run off on us again. All right. I understand that. Like I said, this was not this was not something. This was something that I felt. I didn't feel like I didn't have any other options but to do this alone, but it still felt like something I had to do alone. I'm happy to have you here, especially everything being what it is now with with revelations of last night and everything triple happy but it was something that i did feel like i had to i it was something from my past i felt i had to settle and i felt like i had to do it alone at the time that's because you're a moron <laughs> but we love you anyway and we're all here with you, all right? I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a moron, but, you know, we got you back anyway. Sal, no name calling. All right. Is there, Sal, is there nothing you think out there in the world that you would feel you would have to do on your own at all? I mean, I'm not a big fan of going to the bathroom in pairs. I 
I understand. I understand your feeling, Aiden. Are, why isn't Aiden just saying, "See, you think you need indeed, to deal with your own shit"? <laughs> there are indeed things that I feel <laughs> I would need to see through on my own, and I understand the feeling. Yeah, I would argue you could have told us that. To be yeah. honest, yes, I could have. I passed a message along. Apparently, it didn't get through. There will be yelling. Um, but that is a fair point. And I knew it was probably bad at the time, but it was just the way I felt I had to go about it, right or wrong, even I mean knowing it was wrong. I mean, you're, you're the alpha. You know, if you tell us that you're going somewhere and you order us to stay behind, at least we know that we're ignoring your orders, then when we follow you. Thank you for justifying the way I felt about the issue. Well, but I mean, this, you know, this isn't better because this way, like, I got a speeding ticket. Oh. I mean, that's, you got to so, Just eat your food. If you order me to throw Sal off the balcony, I'm fairly certain he'll survive the fall. I mean, uh, no, that's tall. That's also we don't. I mean, we're already you think that going Sal to probably talk... would survive the fall because even at her best, it's unlikely that Ingvar would be able to throw him far enough that he would that he would clear the net. Mm. True. <laughs> well, it's a big net. It's a Look, big net. Mm. We already need to talk to Dakota about the about the packing thing. I don't need also a burden with healing as well. Can, can we can we do something to clear up the names a little bit? I mean, we got Technicolor, but... Yeah, did you mean call, other Dakota? Can we call this one Dakota 2 or Denver To be Dakota fair, Sal, I hadn't told you that one's name yet. Huh. That was intentional for humor. I, we hadn't, I don't one. think I had expressed that their name was Dakota to anybody but Dakota yet. Oh, right. Oh, fair. What is Dakota packing? I know she packed like a shit ton of stuff. Sorry. I always do. Hawks Wandering's name is Dakota Montgomery. I have a twin. Ingvar tilts her head. You got a twin? And it's a hawk? Wait, no. Yes. This Dakota's name is Hawk? Hawks Wandering. Okay, now now Sal says the thing that I said. <laughs> I I feel like it'll be easy to distinguish them by deed names. Yes, Ox Wandering is very easy to distinguish. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got Deck McCullough and we got Hawks. All right. For the record, Hawks not wander. We don't want to make the situation worse. Wait, so they don't like the name Wanda. Sal, don't start. I just... Swear to God, you... It's like you don't even pay attention, boss. No, it's because I know you're going to call them whatever you want to anyways, so I'm trying to cut it off. Sal, we're trying to not get Aiden killed. I know. More to the point... We're trying to get our new pack mates packed. And it's either it's 
either Hawks or it's the person who has already told Monaco not to investigate this whole thing. Look, I mean, I get it. I get it, right? I, I'm not the Philodox. I'm not a Galliard. I'm not going to be talking. Okay. <laughs> we want, we want, you, that is a lie if I have ever heard you speak once out. I said much, and you've heard, you know, one or two from me. We want right. Hawks, we want Hawks Wandering to be a friend. So yes. we will refer to them either as Hawks Wandering or Hawks. I I get it. Or Rhea, or you know, whatever honorific that is appropriate that you can use. I look, I mean, I get I look, I know, I get it. We we all right. we all have a lot of fun, but I mean. You know, I, I can be diplomatic. Aiden I can raise an eyebrow. At this point, Aiden's like, it's been a while. They're not here yet. And I go 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 to check the door, open it up. And Marco like, just <laughs> doesn't even flinch from the door opening. She's just right there, staring somewhere around Aiden's chest. Good morning. Morning. You haven't been sitting out here for 15 minutes, have you? No. I have been here for 25. God damn it. Did you see a tiny, small horse? Not today. Uh, Okay. uh, Point of fact for Moriko. Um, Blucifer is kind of like a pet obsession of Grania. She has the same statue on her dashboard. Okay, well then, yeah. Okay, so then Moriko says, yes. Oh, uh, fantastic. Where was it? Traveling. <laughs> it just points. <laughs> I have so many concerns. Where's Grania? Where's, Sal, yes. Sal, Sal turns He's... and looks at In- Ingvar and said, see, you claim I'm a liar, but did you hear this? Not remembering that Ingvar was not part of the earlier conversation and has no idea what the fuck is going on. Who who asked who asked where Grania is? Was that Aiden uh, or Alex? Alex. Alex. Okay. Uh, she'll Morika will look at Alex and say, "Downstairs in the car, she is here." Technically, okay. <laughs> I cannot say if she is awake. I, I, was, I, I was about to say, considering how short the time frame was, I can imagine she's probably getting what rest she can. Yes. I mean, fair. Does she drink coffee? I think she drinks other things besides coffee sometimes. Yes, she drinks coffee. I will, I will bring her some coffee. Dakota will make her some coffee. Has Mariko even ever seen Grania drink water? <laughs> like straight up water? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Monica's only ever seen her drink coffee and alcohol. Coffee and alcohol and sometimes at the same time. Yes, yeah. So Monica definitely nods. And soda. Like she's got a mm. she's got a, she's got like a Coke can pyramid at home. That's right. Okay. <laughs> what about you, small one? Do you drink coffee? No. You had any breakfast today? No. Technical is a hell of a cook. Noted. What I'm trying to say is, why don't you have a bite to eat while we head downstairs? Or that, even come in and sit at the table. That would make me late. 
all right, then I'll make you a breakfast bagel. Sal is sort of like almost, almost, almost angrily goes over and starts making a breakfast bagel out of it. Is that is that over rage? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Aiden looks at looks at Monaco and says, "This is your last chance to back out." Noted. Here, here's your non-late goddamn breakfast. <laughs> Mordigo takes it Sal. and bows at Sal. Thank you. Sadu. I, what the fuck is wrong traffic. with you? There was a lot of traffic, boss. And you ran away. We literally just talked about that. And and the bathroom in my room, <laughs> they folded the, the toilet paper under? What the hell? God. <laughs> Mordico has started eating the bagel. Oh, yeah, this is going to go great. Ingvar Ingvar looks at this from her position at the bar, waiting for everyone to be fully ready to go, and just sort of like slowly drinks from her glass of water. Let's (laughs) fucking go. You guys all head downstairs. To where there's a what is it a Jeep Wrangler or something? So so because I didn't I didn't describe it last uh, last week, but I parked outside. It was dark out. Basically, right in front of the door, so you can't like like at the parking spot, halfway out of the parking spot, right in front of the door, um, is a nineteen eighty five Chevy Blazer, cherry red, right. with a white stripe down the side, with the back seat uh, roof pulled off, so it's just the front seat cabin that's up. A large, equally cherry red toolbox is backed up against the back seat and looks to be full of various things and the truck itself has been lifted um an extra an extra three feet up or extra two feet up uh with all-terrain tires put on it um and Grania is just passed the fuck out in the driver's seat with her feet up on the dash right next to an identical blucifer statue to the one that got thrown out this is literally our blazer, but with the back pulled off and bigger tires. Yeah. I really like the I, idea. I, that... I know this vehicle. <laughs> I really like the idea that there was a motorcycle in that spot or something, and it just got pushed and crunched out of the way so you could take that one spot. <laughs> was it Aiden's cycle? <laughs> no. God. No. God. All right. Under his breath, so everybody loads into have as many cars as are needed. Mordeco definitely tries to go with Grania. Koda will give Grania uh, coffee and some food that she has brought down for her. Oh, yeah, as soon as people like start approaching, snaps to awake. Oh, thank you. Take. I just like downs the coffee instantly. You did. You did drink coffee. Ah, that is so much better. All right, where are we going? Aiden, this is a house <laughs> that you know very well. Uh, it is located at 1638 Race Street. Okay. It's a modest two-story home in the Whittier neighborhood, owned by the Montgomerys, passed down through the family for the past three generations. Painted white with green trim, its face gazes down toward... The street. As the one person who knows their way, even after a year, it's not hard for you to find it. Okay. 
And almost before you managed to park your bike on the street, a lanky man with a ragged mane of salt and pepper hair is on the porch, barefoot, wearing jeans and a flannel, staring soberly down at you. Get off the bike. Aiden. Just sort of stand. Jackson. Recognize that engine. Didn't expect to hear that one again. I can imagine not. Uh, it, was anybody riding with? Was anybody else uh, uh, doubled Ingvar up with Aiden? Would have, yeah. Okay. Okay. Jackson, this is Ingvar. The eyes I flick remember. to you for a second, Ingvar. He gives you a nod. He nods back. What brings you back to town, son? <sighs> a lot. Um, things By now, like... the other vehicles have pulled up as well. Okay. <laughs> you see him calculating as four more, five more people jump out. Things that I probably should have done before I left. And some new surprising things I didn't expect. Um, at the moment, is, is Hawks here? I would... Wander will need a bit. She's got a lot to handle with what's happening with the Sept, but... I imagine so. She's out back. Okay. Y'all might as well come in and sit for a bit. Of course. You had coffee yet? I'm good. I win. A lot of us have. Not enough. All right. Well, y'all come in. I'll get you set up. And once she's done her forms, I'll let her know you're here and we'll see what she decides. Thank you. And you know as well, Hawks is a pretty decent practitioner of Iskaku, just like you are. Mm-hmm. But you all step up the stairs. He opens the door, and you all come in to a very well decorated front room. It's a little bit different, Aiden, than you remember. But uh, anybody who wants to can give me an intelligence and occult roll, difficulty seven. Intelligence and occult? Intelligence and occult, yep. Mm -hmm. My pigeon pattern wouldn't apply, right? Uh, actually, for you, yes, it would. Your oh, uh, okay. your specialty would apply on this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. I'm gonna have to be rolling a deficit, but I'll make the roll. <laughs> uh, if you don't have dots and occult, you can't make the roll. Cool. I can't make the roll. Okay. It was difficulty seven. You said difficulty seven. One for me. One for you. Three successes. Three for Mordico. Mm-hmm. Two for Ingvar. Two for Ingvar. Ooh, botch for uh, Technicolor. (laughs) All right. 
got four. Dakota, you're looking around, and the name George O'Keefe springs to mind out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, those of you with successes, uh, as you're looking around, there's the the decor here is fairly naturalistic, a lot of natural materials and that sort of thing. But most of you are picking up that there is spiritual resonance to the way that this house is furnished. That and knowing that the 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 woman who lives here is a theurge of pretty decent standing. Um, Actually, has has the name been mentioned around Moriko yet? No, unless okay. uh, unless she unless she was overhearing yesterday, and I didn't roll for it. Um, no, she doesn't. She didn't hear anything. That's, okay, that's why I asked where we were going because Granya also didn't know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and Moriko would have had to roll for uh, being able to and spend another gnosis to to have heightened senses in the new scene. Okay. So no, she doesn't know either. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with three successes, Mordico, you can tell, yeah, Theurge lives here. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is honestly it's it's a it's a slight variation because your father was a shadow lord. And but everything about this kind of shouts, Child of Gaia Theurge lives here. Mm-hmm. Just the way everything is set up. Some of them are are meant for for warding <laughs> purposes, some of them are meant to uh make it more hospitable to to certain broods of spirits and that sort of thing mm-hmm. this is a this is a very deliberately constructed interior jackson steps in rolls his shoulder a little bit all right so how many coffees do we have one point nick Grania. Hmm? two two three all right in this house we drink black with sugar so Make yourself comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can skip the sugar. Not in this house, we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he turns into the uh, kitchen. She just, mm-hmm. she just smiles. <laughs> Comes back a couple minutes later with three mugs. Mm-hmm. Sets two in front of Firelight, one in front of Sal. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate you. Make yourselves comfortable. I'll be back in a minute. The first one goes down Thank like you. a shot. She sips the second one. <laughs> okay. And you hear him go out, and Aiden, the sounds are bringing up memory after memory. You've spent mm-hmm. hours, days in this house. There's a familiar squeak to the back storm door as it bangs shut as he goes out. You know that there's a large, fairly large backyard out there. Um, And... After about two or three minutes, he comes back in. Can I do something in the meantime while he's yeah. out? Um, because I have a a thing. Um, I've I've been watching Aiden and trying to kind of see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. This is a whole thing for him. <laughs> I was very much about to roll like a some kind of subterfuge thing. <laughs> um, I want to use. I have a gift called Breath of the Wild. Uh, no, that's a Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, player rolls. I got that for Christmas. Uh, difficulty five against Guru and Kinfolk. Success grants the recipient a rush of mental vitality. You get an ex- one additional die in all mental rolls for the rest of the scene. Um, 
It also adds one difficult one difficulty to any rage. So I want to do that. Okay. Let me look that one up just to make sure. Yeah, I, know I don't know what, what page we're it's in, but 173. Do do. All right. It's a Black Fury gift. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you have to you have to touch somebody. Yep. Um, and roll Gnosis difficulty five. Okay. Let's see. How do I do that again on this sheet? Yep. So on the sheet, you'll you'll just look at the page on advantages, and you hit the button that says Gnosis, and it'll ask you about difficulties and stuff. Hmm. Okay. Diff five. Mm -hmm. Just you'll know what to say. And I got two successes. Two successes. All right. So Aiden, for the remainder of this scene, you'll have a plus one to any, any uh, mental okay. dice pulls. Hmm. But the door swings open and bangs shut again. Jackson is just sitting there in a... There's a pair of armchairs on one end of the, uh, the sitting room um, that are a little ensconced away from the remainder of the scene um and he sits down in one you know that the other one is hawks's chair right and a woman steps into the room she has a fairly long staff slung over her shoulders with her wrists hanging over it she's probably she looks early 50s some crow's feet lines to the face her hair's tied back and you can see the sheen of sweat uh across her she's wearing basically a, a tank top and a and a pair of loose pants um and her her feet are wearing just a just a pair of sandals she takes in the entire room in one glance and then her eyes land on aiden he's already stood up at this point Why are you back in my house? Because couple reasons. Um thank you for meeting with us. Um one I felt that I owed it to you both if you if it was something that you had wanted and I didn't give you the chance for me to face you after everything. And to this was unexpected, but I have need of somebody who can perform the right of the totem for two new pack members. She gives you a long appraising glance. Hmm. 
And then the staff whips off her shoulder and slams into the floor. And she just stares at you, Aiden. You come into my house a year after my son's death. In force. Bringing the daughter of our former right master. And you want my help. Where were you the month after he died? Where were you the week after he died, Aiden? It was strongly suggested that I leave. I could have said no, and I didn't, and that's my fault. That's on me. I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm simply explaining at the time. I honestly assume nobody wanted to see me. And acquiesced to the suggestion. It wasn't right. And what do you need my help with, young man? Exactly what I said. I need uh, Morlico and Grania. The rest of these are my pack, Wings of Mojave. They wish to join us. Her fingers kind of tap on the haft of the staff for a moment. What tribe are you? You know this is a rhetorical question. You know she knows she wants to hear you say it. Mm -hmm. Child of Gaia. What sets us apart from the other tribes of the nation? A lot of things, but I know what you're... For you, Aiden, what sets us apart? Understanding. All right, then. While I decide if I'm going to help you, 
you're going to sit there with your mouth shut and learn some understanding for a moment. Understood? Of course. She turns to Dakota. What's your name? Dakota. Well, Dakota. Without getting defensive, what is it about Aiden that makes him deserve my help today? The fact that he came here willingly, not just here, but to Denver, knowing the reception he would get. And he did so because he knew that he needed to face the music and live up to everything that happened. Turns to Sal. What's your name? Spider Fryer. Without getting defensive, same question. Just so I can make sure I'm giving it the proper due. Ask me again, because I wasn't listening the first time. <laughs> what is it about your packmate that makes him deserve my help today? Sal... Is clearly thinking about it and turns and will look at Aiden. How close are we all sitting to each other? You guys are basically in a couple of armchairs and on a couch. Pretty shoulder to shoulder, more or less. All right. Would would Aiden have permitted Sal to sit next to him? Because that's where Sal would have tried to sit. But I think Aiden would have insisted on being right next to Sal. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say for, for seating purposes, yeah. there's a three-person couch seat. It goes Alex, Aiden, Sal. Okay. Everybody else is kind of scattered uh, on a couple of other seats. Dakota's probably honestly sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. not, not that this happened. But if somebody else had sat next to Sal, Aiden would have picked them up and put them somewhere else physically. No, Sal, I mean, Sal wanted to be right next to Aiden. Yeah. But, but okay, so Sal turns and looks at Aiden and kind of reaches over and sort of from top down slaps him on the shoulder and kind of slaps him again and then keeps the, keeps the hand there and kind of shakes the shoulder a little bit and starts talking, looking at Aiden. And says, when I first met Aiden, he was doing every single fucking thing he could to get himself killed. Probably on account of what went down here. And he turns at that point, keeps his hand on the shoulder, but turns uh, and 
and and looks at uh, Denver, Dakota, um, and says, "But in the end, he did the thing that was a hell of a lot harder than that. It kept going. It didn't die, and saved." Every single goddamn person in Vegas. And who knows how much in Nevada, maybe even up to Reno. Put himself on the line. Brought all of us together. And did what nobody else in that city was willing to do. So if there's some shit that needs doing here, he's going to get that done too. And I can tell you the easiest thing in the world is to fuck up and walk away from it or fuck up and throw yourself into the goddamn fire. And I know that's what he wants to do. But he's not going to do that until he gets done what needs doing. turns to Ingvar. You, young Gatling. What's your name? Ingvar Ulfstotter. Same question. Aiden is my alpha and attempted to come here alone. And would have done had fate not intervened to provide us with vision that said that more was to be done here that required his that required us to aid him. And whether or not he needed your aid, he still would have come here to face you. That is what makes him deserving of your assistance, is that he would be here even if he did not need it. Turns to Alex. Yep. What's your name? Alexandra Court, ma'am. Rhea, uh, yes. Same question. Um, she's gone beet red. She's very embarrassed. Um, this is awkward. He's been standing up for the rest of us, and so we're here with him today. But yeah. Turns to Morico and Grania. Who Grania has at this point is leaning on the table with the most done look on her face and has been ta- has been tapping her foot at an increasing tempo this entire time. You enter this of your own free will, one would assume. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 
Morikel, I think I know what your answer is. You, though, young lady. What's your name? Grania Firelight O'Connor. What have you met of Aiden in the last time that you've known him? It makes you think he's worth joining the pack of. The foot stops tapping. So, like, let her look on her face that, like, as if what she's about to say is the most obvious thing. He needs help. When someone needs help, you help him. That's what we're supposed to do as Garu. At least that's what I was taught. So, Aiden, what do you think of that? I think... that I am extremely fortunate to have found... Well, I'm fortunate whether they are not to have found these people. I would like everybody <clears throat> to give me a charisma and expression role. Difficulty six, standard difficulty. Hmm? Charisma, huh? Mm -hmm. Any modifiers have... on that? <laughs> nope. I have... No, I have... no. The shy flaw, uh, it's going to increase the difficulty by two. If you're the focus of the situation, it's by three. Do you think it's okay. two or three for this? So just you're at two for this one because okay. Aiden is definitely the yeah. focus of this situation. Okay. <laughs> Does so, Mariko need to roll? She didn't say anything. Uh, everybody who spoke, I should okay. have said. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I've got Char one dot of charisma and no dots of expression. <laughs> uh, does pure breed apply to this situation? Uh, yes. Because mm -hmm. it's a social role amongst Garou. Uh, so Firelight's just rolling a die, difficulty six. Mm -hmm. Charisma and what else? Uh, expression. Okay. Oops, that was a diff seven. One second. I, I didn't have query on. Is there... Any chance that I am her type and could use appearance? Oh my nope. god. <laughs> if that if that's a diff six, I would have two more successes. That would be six successes. Oh. I rolled a six. That's one success. Hey. Difficulty difficulty seven. Difficulty difficulty six for this roll. Difficulty six. I got dual. Grania's low charisma because she doesn't have the patience to yeah. actually like. Sal Sal, Sal legitimately is like raising his eyebrows like <laughs> <laughs> is this happening oh. oh I swear to god yeah Marty goes just that one's in. ass you can kick yeah. uh, <laughs> Sal yeah. give me a perception and alertness difficulty 5 oh my oh, god boy. I like that I like that of the two ragabash the one that's more kitted for, for, for this role failed <laughs> wait what me? 
Yeah, you have a point in expression. <laughs> I have I have one point in expression and two points in charisma. I am not the party face. I have one point in charisma and no points in expression. You're more kidded for this yeah. than I am. This, this, to, <laughs> to, to, be, to be clear, between the, rag, the, between the two of us. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, but to be clear, ragaboshes are not party faces. No, not no, usually. we're not. We I've have known other a few. Jobs. No. All right, uh, Sal. Not... So, so Sal, you're sitting there. You do your eyebrow thing, and there's a faint motion off to the side, and your eyes flick over to where Jackson's sitting there. And he's just got a cup in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and not in that sort of, this is my wife, yeah, don't yeah, fuck with yeah. me, but very much a, that dog don't hunt, son. <laughs> <laughs> Sal will like experimentally try like one more eyebrow in that direction. <laughs> if Sal has ever tried to flirt with a refrigerator, he gets about the same reaction. There is just a hand I that comes mean, up it is Sal. on Sal's and, head. And they, can, wait, they have those smart wait. refrigerators. They also have mirror fronted refrigerators. Sal yeah. has definitely <laughs> flirted with one of those. Hey, good looking. Oh, yeah. There's You're just, looking great today. Behind Sal, just a hand comes up, boom, and shifts the shifts the head back, <laughs> and then moves back down. I, I just I'm just trying to help, boss. I I, I feel like with six successes, Ingvar is very much sitting like very straight and proud, and is very much exemplifying the pure breed right now. Oh yeah. I, I, I also feel like my zero successes is very much like everything that I said was completely undercut by oh, yeah. what I had said immediately before it by, <laughs> tell me again, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Perfect. She turns back to Aiden. Understanding. And healing. These people will help heal you, Aiden. They already have quite a bit. But the fact that you're here, irrespective of anything else, shows that you're not quite finished, are you? Nope. I should say... Just so I don't want to make anything awkward for you at the set, you seem to already know this situation. I know a lot of situations. Which one are you talking about? Yours? I'm not talking about why one of us, why Monaco is packing with us. Moriko's story is well known to me, yes. She's grown up here. Mm -hmm. Don't think you ever crossed paths with her very much. No. But We're I I'm familiar. I came to you rather than... Oh, Grace now? Yes. Hmm. Well... I can see Alexander's wisdom hasn't entirely deserted you. All right. 
to the backyard. We need to step right. across. Mm-hmm. Jackson stands, stands up. up and sort of starts herding all of you to follow. How many Ox. names in your backstory are either identical or very similar to your current pack mates? I don't think that many. Because <laughs> I just heard Dakota and Alexander. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, look, I... No, it's almost like people have the same names in the world sometimes. Yes. <laughs> there There's isn't even... an Annika in this group. Not there in isn't... fiction, Jack. There isn't a cricket. There isn't an Ethan. There isn't a a, a Clara. There isn't. I, there isn't a Jesse. No. Uh, Natalie. <laughs> Mercea. Nope. Nope. We're good. Other than my just the, just those two. My full name is Clara Salvatore Morales. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you never asked. Hey, excuse you, Clara Salvatore Marie. Mararo. Ah, hmm? uh, yes. Don't Marie. forget your middle name, Sal. Hmm? Yeah. We don't, the, we, the we don't talk about that ant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so j- just just the two then. <laughs> just the two. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I swear to God, I made these names when I made the character. Yep. <laughs> Not knowing anybody else's names. Um. So yeah, uh, Grania is one of the first, like, to get up and start moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second she yeah. says, you know, uh, yeah, Monica's already standing. As you go to the backyard, there's high fences around this quarter acre, probably. I mean, it's not small, but it's 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 not massive. It is still an urban environment. When you say high fences. <laughs> uh, we're talking 12, 13 feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like... No, no, this is this is very clearly a backyard that is intended for nobody to be able to see in it. And as you come out, you can see why. There's a ceremony circle there. There's, I mean, it's heavily grown up in a way that's very natural environment. No monoculture here. It's all native species. It, it's like a, a small patch of wilderness built into the backyard of a house. Um, she takes you down a little trail that winds a bit to a fairly decent sized ceremony circle that's cleared rocks around, um, very, very traditionally child of Gaia Guru setup. All right. I've got spirits here that make it a bit easier. We cross. So anybody who's trying to cross over. Uh, is going to be rolling Gnosis difficulty 7. You can spend a willpower if you need to. Uh, Those of you that are in a pack, you can have one of you make the roll for the entire pack if you want. Those of you that are not will have to make it yourself. One, two, three, four, five. I have five Gnosis. Does anyone... I'm assuming some other people have way more than I do. Yeah, I I don't think so. Yeah, I think I I'm going to spend a willpower on this because okay. this, this would not be good for Can, her to, to miss. Gnosis is the one that people generally don't spend a lot on that they don't already have because it's a spending can, one. Can we, can we have multiple people in the pack make it and then if one person makes it, we can all pass over or we have to do all for one? You would have to decide ahead of time if somebody's okay. doing it for somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. What um, was the difficulty? Seven? Seven. I've because got those boxes are fun. Li- It'll... 
I've got a boatload of willpower. Do you want me to make the roll for everyone? Uh, shocking I have no six one. Gnosis. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Shocking want... no one. Sal does not have a lot of willpower. One success. Well, but you spent willpower, so that's yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Sal, by the way, has leaned over to Aiden and, and just as they're coming out, just whispered. So I think that went pretty well. That, uh, went, that went far fucking better than I was worried, but and better than I had possibly hoped, yes. What am I rolling? Uh, Gnosis uh, difficulty seven. You can spend yeah. a willpower for an auto success if you want. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. I got two successes without spending a willpower. <laughs> okay. I think Hikau had five. Hikau had mirror shades, though, that he could yeah. use as well, which made it, which made life a lot easier on him. Yeah. <laughs> mirror shades kick ass. They do. Mirror shades are great. It also helped hide the fact that he was blind in one eye. That's also why. True. That's why Grudek wore him because he had creepy yep. ass pink eyes. Yeah, Mordeko's got a pair, but she is not bringing them out for this moment. All right. Or reasons. <laughs> then have I ever mentioned the fact that I find it hilarious? Again, a weird hive mind between everything that years ago, the 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 silent strider that I most regularly played had what uh, had one eye missing. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So uh, Holly, we just need a gnosis difficulty seven from you. The the real oh, hive sorry. mind would be if it was for, missing for the same reason. <laughs> no, I don't believe so. Well, you're he was a, you, he was a metasarum. Well, your 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 silent shredder didn't uh, uh, bond himself forcibly with spirits he couldn't control in order to burn his life force to save other people. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, not Holly, really. I'm gonna have to have you roll that again because you did a cool mod of seven, not a difficulty of seven. Oh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> I was like, damn, four successes on. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, what am I putting for pool mod? Zero. Pool mod is zero. Zero. Cool. Difficulty okay. is seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Still a success no. that willpower spent. Right. Yep. With the willpower spent, though, there okay. is one success. So What would have happened if that had botched? Well, we would have spending a willpower tra- yeah. defeats the possibility of botch because yeah. you always have at least one success in there. But Exactly. Uh, so it's, but if it's you not had, great. We it's all not would great, have been trapped all in the gauntlet. would have been trapped in the gauntlet. So, Morica and Grania on the other side, where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, so, you guys begin to push through the gauntlet. After about 30 seconds, Grania, Morico, you both pop through the other side. And the, the wild here is far more dense than the plant community that you just left behind in the real. Hawks Wandering is standing there, leaning on her staff. She waits for a moment. Unfamiliar environment for them. They might be a little bit. Hmm? But they get stuck. Feel free to look around. Don't wander too far. 
Mordico goes nowhere. She's just standing there. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, all, I'm already wandering. Just so you know. <laughs> Do either of you two have spirit heritage? Uh, as a no. background? What did I pick as my background? I do not. I do. I have two. Yes. And which? what type of spirit was that? Trees. Yep. So, Moriko, as you're standing there, the trees begin to shift somewhat. And you've, this is normal for you when mm-hmm. you go into the, when you go into the, the umbra on a, in a, in a, in a tree, uh, infested, shall we say, area. <laughs> can uh, natural. Right. But branches reach out and some of them sort of brush down along your arms, across your shoulders. And there's a twist of wind as a corkscrew of leaves begins to just sort of swirl gently around your feet. Mm-hmm. There's only a few broad leaves here. It's mostly uh, pines and evergreens, other mm-hmm. evergreens. So there's a fair number of needles mixed in, a couple of which assemble themselves into vaguely insect-like forms with the, the needles bending to form little legs, and then some of which climb up maybe up to your mid-shin before popping off and jumping back down to the ground. You just stand there for a few minutes. Grania, as you're looking around, it's a it's a just a, a vibrant spiritscape here. But as you move right about where you would guesstimate the fence is in the real world, there's no barrier here. But the environment just drops away suddenly. There's a stark vegetation boundary, more or less. And it's much more barren outside. It's just this one little quarter acre square a very, very intense spirit community that's been built and cultivated here. <clears throat> I'm definitely like, like bending over, looking through gaps in the foliage. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a really tight box you got over here. Property lines are property lines, and despite what I can do, there's very little I can do about city zoning. Hmm. <laughs> Don't look around. I think you'd like Atlanta. I've never been. Uh, huge sections of the of the city are also park yeah. houses built inside the the tree line. At least somebody's trying to work with the environment. Hopefully, down there. There's a few of us. After a few minutes, you start hearing footfalls as the rest of the the wings pack thump, 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 out of the gauntlet and lands. Walk back. Over. And the first thing you notice, Granya, is perched on Aiden's shoulder is the Stormcrow, Dustbringer. Usually he's just a larger than normal crow with a faint weird kind of dull but slightly particle sheen to some of his feathers. Here in the Umbra, he's a little bit bigger, but the main things you notice, he doesn't have a single eye on either side of his head. He's got two each. And there are little arcs of electricity emanating from each one of those, rippling out and then sinking back into the feathers. Feathers that are ever so slowly shedding a constantly cascading cloud 
of dust. It kind of obscures his forms a little, a little bit anytime he shifts or ruffles his feathers. But once it gets about 12, 18 inches away from his body, it just kind of evaporates into umbra nothing. As you guys are getting a look at Dustbringer's spirit form for the first time. Without missing YouTube. a beat, without missing a beat, Granny goes, ah, Stormcrow, one in a blue. Best thing to come out in ninth edition. Looks at the group. God, you're all real boring. Okay. I grew up in Iceland in a sept that was very, very fenless. Look, you want to talk to me about a lot of other other mainstream things I will be happy to. You caught the one of the few. Anyway. I, the player, appreciate the Magic the Gathering reference. <laughs> <laughs> but. Hawks Wandering begins. A chant. Walking around you guys. Using her staff, she nudges all of you into various positions, roughly equidistant around the circle itself, which has its own umbra shadow existence on this side of the gauntlet. Where your first, for the rest of the wings, your first rite was a lot more ceremonial. There was a quest. There was a, a job to do. You came back and there was, there was a transaction. This one feels a lot more ceremonial, almost liturgical. This is not the formation of a new pack, but this is the conglomeration of new entities to something that already exists. Moriko, as you're listening to this rite being performed, you can tell, understanding the, the spirit speech that she's using and the, the various forms of, of rite and ritual, that she is basically spiritually and mystically weaving together a fabric, almost. Blending two new strands into this tapestry of a pack that already exists. Mm -hmm. She enters the center of the circle, plants her staff, and leans on it hard, driving it probably a good six inches into the umbral soil, and reaches her arm out for Dustbringer, who comes and perches directly on the, the center. And she raises her arms to the sky, and you guys see these umbral clouds starting to boil and form and swirl around this ceremonial circle. And she has to roll, since this is, this is going to be wits and rituals. Alex has uh, spirit heritage, too. Versus electricity, so that's... Oh, cool. that is true. You are starting to notice. 
uh, and Morico, you would definitely notice this. Anybody who hasn't seen this before, Grania as well. Um, as these clouds begin to swirl above, there are these little sparks of elemental electricity. Alex's fur, or uh, hair, because you're in Hamid form still, right? Yep. yep. Her hair starts to stand on end a little bit, flare out slightly. There's these little orbs of electricity, some of them winding around. They seem to be attracted primarily to the joints of her body. One's encircling an elbow, one's around a wrist. There's two going around her left knee. And as this ceremony concludes, Hawks Wandering raises her arms to the sky, and there's a flash of clap of thunder as this lightning bolt comes streaking down out of the clouds directly onto Dustbringer, and then arcs out and hits all of you. I need everybody to uh, roll a soak uh, for just do bashing, bashing damage. Do do the sprites, by the way, look different than the ones we've seen before? Or are they pretty much the same? I mean, there's no one way that sprites... You have seen a variety of these things in Vegas. These look vaguely similar in that none of them look at all alike to each other. What's the difficulty? Uh, should just be standard difficulty included in the soak six. Okay. Where not, is... Uh, on the combat page? Combat. All yes. the way down... All the way down at the bottom, right hand side. Just oh. click the bashing button. They're like two tens and two ones. Mordeco has a negative one. Oh no! <laughs> All right, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go around the room. I got zero. Okay. Uh, how many successes for Aiden? Two. You take two bashing damage. Okay. Uh, Athena, you said Mordeco had a botch. negative one. Yep. Four bashing damage. Don't know how to do that. Uh, uh, on the com- again on the combat thing, uh-huh. you just mark, uh, click on the health mark to click once in the top four. four. Yep. So it should just be a slash 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 on the top four empty box. Okay. Uh, so bruised, hurt, injured, wounded. Yep. <clears throat> so one and just a slash on each. Just a single right. slash on each. Yep. Okay. Uh, so for Alex. Penalty. I got two. Two? You take two bashing damage. Cool. For Dakota? Two. You take Dad, two bashing damage. We should have shifted into Krynos. <laughs> uh, for Ingvar? Uh, zero. Two tens and two ones. Good old. All right. You take four bashing damage. Oh, no. For Grania? One success. You take three bashing damage. And for Sal? Uh, zero. Zero. You take four bashing damage. Is this aggravated? No, bashing. Okay, cool. Yep. It'll, it'll go away real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It won't take too long, but it hurts. All of you stagger backward. All of you can just feel that deep set ache. Holy shit, that fucking sucked. <clears throat> and as you look, ah. <sighs> The top of the, the, the perch, the top of uh, Hawk's staff is empty. And there's just this wisping cloud of dust that slowly condenses back into Dustbringer. Jesus Christ, this is past- why I said we should have a fucking cuddle pile. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I've never. Mordeco been... sort of pants. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just say, Mordeco sort of has a moment of panting where she's sort of holding her chest and she says to Sal, noted. <laughs> I think I've never. Mordeco and Grania, both you can see sitting at your feet, is a single black plumage feather. Mm-hmm. I was down at it. I reached out as I reached out to pick it up. So I've never been part of a pack before, but do you normally shoot a girl in the chest first? No! Christ! I don't remember what we did last time. I think it was fucking shots? Not this kind. The good kind. Mordeco <laughs> uh... is almost smiling with her mouth, no, no teeth showing, as she very slowly picks up that feather. Dusty! Holy fuck! Are you alright? Is uh, this so okay? This... This is this is a question for the for the for the storyteller. Uh, do you think the sudden shock, surprise, and electric sensation of being lightning bolted would trigger Ingvar's force transformation? Probably. <laughs> she just suddenly swells a foot like a half a foot in height and puts on several hundred pounds as she suddenly shifts into Glavro. Maybe a hundred pounds, not several hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, you, you, put, puts on quite a bit you, of. You don't muscle. double your body weight with no. one step of shift. Is <laughs> <No. laughs> just like, oh? <laughs> right now, Grania's like still recovering from the lightning bolt and hasn't noticed yet. Right. <laughs> no, she 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 puts on like what did I say? She goes from six six to uh, seven two. So yep. yeah, literally half a foot of height and like a significant amount of muscle and a chunk of muscle. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the question, Deathbringer shakes his feathers. I think grandfather is pleased. Don't remind me not to get on his bad side. And then notices Ingvar and goes, Mommy, sorry, Mommy, sorry. Ingvar, what's up? <laughs> she kind North. of cracks her neck a bit. Yeah, in reference to Grania's statement, Dustbringer turns. And for the first time for Grania and Moriko, you guys hear in your head, don't worry, your theurge knows well not to get on grandfather's bad side. Hey, 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 Dusty. Sal's still kind of like rubbing his chest. He turns to look at you. Shaft the lightning. To to answer um, uh, Grania's question, uh, Ingvar sort of looks down. This tends to happen when I get significantly shocked, surprised, too far aroused. Noted. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Look, y'all are lucky we got a relative softy as a a patron, because... You don't want to see what the what what the badasses do to their hacks when they bound them. Hey, are you saying that Dusty here isn't a badass? Let's call it the hardliners then. Dusty's a badass, just not a hard ass. There you go. Have 
has Mario gotten into the the totem phone yet? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you okay. guys heard that in your head. Yeah, Dustbringer talking. You, you at least heard Dustbringer in your head. Yeah, so but that's the rest of them... definitely a thing that happened. I don't know if any of this other stuff has been over totem phone or not. Mm-hmm. No, that was that was right. That mm-hmm. was that's all been out loud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aiden generally tries not to not to use totem phone too much in front of non-pack members, right? Because it's rude to talk about people in front of their face. So far, Grania. Unless you I, have to be evil and, or secretive. And... Sal, Sal just plays music over it. So far, Grania say. hasn't noticed anything weird yet because she assumes that a pack spirit can just do that. <laughs> yep. Actually, though, uh, give me a perception and empathy difficulty seven, Grania and Morico. Hmm? You said, what was that? Perception and empathy. So I have two dots in perception and no dots in empathy. That's okay. You can still roll those two. Mm. Difficulty seven? Difficulty seven. Mm. Ingvar has that very beautiful combination of forced Glabro transformation and fair Glabro. Uh, my elf <laughs> eyes wouldn't, wouldn't apply, would it? No, not, not in this case. This, yeah, what, is, this, what, is, what, this is more mental perception than right. visual. Diff, you mm. said diff seven? Diff seven. Mm. Two successes. All right. Both of you are aware of kind of liminal, vaguely adjacent presences in a way that you haven't felt before. It's almost like you can, it's the sense of someone, of being in a dark room and having someone roughly within arm's reach. And you know, you can just, reach out and touch him. Mm-hmm. But in your brain. Mm-hmm. I start thinking in my brain just to see what happens. Ring, 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 banana phone. Please don't do that. <laughs> no more totem phone. That's Please Sal. don't do that. Oh, no. That, that, is, that, is, <laughs> that, is, that is simultaneous to Sal going, do, 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 do. And oh, says, no. out loud, look, things being what they are now, people's minds are their, are, are their own and it's in places. I, you don't I, do things just to annoy them. But I'm going to apologize in advance. I've got ADHD. Y'all are about to go for a fucking ride. I, I mean... mean Fair. <laughs> hey, 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 boss. You also can block totem stuff phone. off. You have to actively think this stuff through the phone. Okay. Also, also over totem phone. Hey, boss. I will punch you. You got two ragabushes now. <laughs> yes, I do. Also, I Means... will. Re- I, I, I will <laughs> recycle the joke from our first werewolf campaign. New totem, who dis? <laughs> Moriko. <laughs> she says over the totem phone. Right, yes. I start thinking elevator music. Small wonder. This is going to be fantastic. We do not traumatize our pack members. Can I, can I, can I through <laughs> our thoughts? Can I synchronize with Grania? we're 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 duetting girl from Ipanema keep in mind 
now that we have two ragabashes, that means we have a spare. So if one happens to go missing for some <laughs> mysterious reason, it's not that great a loss, motherfuckers. So oh, hey, 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 no hey, murder. Hey boss, wasn't this the thing that you did out of spite? And guess what, boss? So to be, to clarify, a guru starts rapidly regenerating as soon as they're out of their breed form, right? Correct. Yep. So as soon as all of her bashing damage is gone, Ingvar is going to try and revert back. But I feel like the the elevator music is distracting her. Bye bye. Oh, oh, that's actually a good point. Can can we can the rest of us shift if we want to? If you want to. And Moriko, in okay, form already. Your thoughts are the same voice. You, <laughs> your vocal Sound. cords do not require. <laughs> they, they don't require it, but Sal just does it to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Moriko, as you're in Hamid form right now, mm-hmm. your regeneration kicks in yep. right away. Yep. Um. So right about now, you're probably all healed up again. <laughs> Sal, Sal, a little bit feels like he's Christian Bale when he turns into Krynos. <laughs> I'm, I'm Wolfman. So In- no. Ingvar just In- Ingvar just kind of puts both hands in front of her face and breathes out, breathes in, breathes out, and shrinks back down to shrinks back yeah. down to Hobbit. Yep. <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't do that right now. So uh, I'll, I'll just wait till later. I do, I, I do like that. Fair Glabro for Ingvar is like, I'm a large, attractive person. Now I am a larger, attractive person. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All this be uh, well, well, they're figuring the rest out. I'll, I'll just look over at at Ox. Thank you. God, this must have been so weird for Hawks, who's not been on the totem call for the past like minute and a half. Uh, she's, just like, been, she's just been like waiting on her staff, watching you guys. This kind yep. of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's been bits of talk out right. loud, and then you know some senses of quiet, you know, and Dustbringer's um, just kind of chilling. And how, how she, looks at, she looks at she looks at Aiden. Sal is not singing out loud, but is in Krynos form, just sort of like snapping, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and like vibing to the music. She looks at Aiden. Get better. I'm working on it. It's the best way you can remember him. I know. So I hug Aiden at that. I should ask. um, Mm -hmm. You're going to know probably better than anybody. Who am I going to have to keep an eye out? Bloodbane is going to kill you. Yeah. Okay. That hasn't changed. Good. Oh. Bloodsbane. Isabel. The she was the twin of one of my packmates. She's a get. Is this uh oh, okay. I no, was no. gonna ask if it was like a metaphor, but kind of glances over at Ingvar. Okay, so like actually kill you. Are like, we allowed to preemptively finish help? that sentence? I'm intentionally leaving it hanging because we yes. got an Finish audience. Finish that sentence. Are uh, we allowed to preemptively kill them first? No. 
I will, okay. however, step in in your defense if they do attempt to assault you. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Assault, no. Kill, you can prevent. Uh, are you going to be able to tell the difference between assault and kill in the split second before Guru rips your throat out? I mean, do they use a gun? Because Welcome to the Guru Nation. Bloodsbane is Adrian. Her alpha is one of the elders of the Sept. She is very good friends with the master of the challenge. Aiden. Bloodsbane is going to kill you. Fair enough. Um, can I can can I determine if Sal knows whether someone can volunteer to stand in for someone else in a blood rite? You definitely all know that that sort of thing is up to the master of the challenge. Okay. So no. So <laughs> yeah, that chance. Well, to be fair, the person who is challenged determines the challenge. Yeah. Not always. So, not if the master so, of the challenge says fucking otherwise. So so Sal growls and says. Fucking house always wins. Dakota will shyly raise her hand. We will keep clear of Blood Spain then until yes, namesake. we can't hmm. help it. Dakota, yes. Um, does she want to kill Aiden because she blames him? Mm-hmm. Okay. She didn't like me before. Why is there so much blame on you? We did, again, the things that we were trying to do were not popular within Guru society. And Aiden was the only one who walked away, which brings a level of suspicion with it. Also that. And also people like to, people like to lay blame at the feet of anybody who's not them when they feel like they could have done something. Mordico definitely looks down at her feet at that. And it's the first time she's really kind of moved in a while. Um, can I roll a can I roll an insight on that? That's what wits and empathy difficulty six. Mm-hmm. On Moriko looking at her feet, or Granya saying the thing. <laughs> uh, on Moriko looking uh, upset. That means we're probably going to have to avoid the set because you guys they know that we're here. Oh, if Grace Snow knows, if Grace Snow knows that the lot of you gesturing, obviously you guys came in through the sept. Yeah. Grace knows knows know. the elders know. So, what they the, the laws know. are still the same, Aiden. Of course, of course, but the second that I get within sight of Earth, that there's going to be a challenge. Yes. And it is, of course, against the rules to hunt down and murder someone just because you're angry at them. Of course. But that requires someone to know, care, and see you. Do it. Morico receives over the the totem bond Mm -hmm. an image of just like the cutest wolf cub ever like a gif basically <laughs> like gif? like yeah, basically like totem phone 
gif jif whatever um format of of like a a a wolf cub like jumping after a butterfly and then like sort of landing on its head and setting up like what and then it just loops can mordico tell that that's from sal I would like, assume so. I, I would me, assume Give me so. a wits and empathy. Okay. I mean, give me a wits and empathy hi- difficulty six. He's okay. not hiding it. Right. But like, yeah, he's, just, just. He's just sending okay, a, okay. Like, the, yeah. the cutest thing he can think of. So, so Mordeco will look up, look at Sal and give him a, a full closed lip smile before it's rapidly put back into a serious expression. You get back over the totem phone. Totem phone, baby. <laughs> Uh, to to so for what it's worth, Aiden. Yeah, I'd get the fuck out of town for a bit. All right, Aiden, uh-huh. boss. Uh-huh. They got real good beer in Boulder. Fortunately, the things that we're looking into are out of town already. Yeah, they certainly are. But if you need someone to go into the sept for any information or supplies. I can go. I'll do it. Oh. They don't know me from a hole in the wall, other than a new person that came in with an injury. They don't know that whether or not I would be looking for a pack, and they especially have no idea if I'm associating with you. They so, know all of me. For plausible deniability Morico, yeah, purposes. But not me. Let's do our secret plans to, to fool the sept away from certain people that we don't want to to get caught in the middle. Tell you what. I appreciate the caution. If you have any questions, Jackson is much smarter than anybody thinks he is. Of course he is. And of course, uh, of course they don't think that. All right. Moriko? Yes. Why don't you take your pack back across the gauntlet? Moriko, do the thing. She's she's going to activate the mirror shades. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I do not want... The Shadow Lord does not want to fuck this one up. (laughs) That's why Grania was like, do the thing. Hell yes, Bull wants to break it out the style. Okay. Okay, so so Grania already knows this already, John. Or Sin, sorry. Um, so already knows, definitely already knows that this is going to happen. This is not a surprise. Um, I need to go into Gnosis, right? Yeah. To activate the uh, mirror shades. Uh, okay. To activate them, it's Gnosis difficulty. I want to say seven. Okay. okay, but Athena, I desperately need to know what this looks like. I, I have. Them. Oh, I literally have the prop. <laughs> I, I have it. I okay. am so. Goddamn excited right I, now. I, okay. I am personally hoping yeah. for just Morpheus shades. Shh. Gnosis difficulty seven. Yep. Gnosis mm-hmm. difficulty seven. Full mod, nothing. Difficulty seven. Let's see if I can even do it. You can spend a willpower oh, if you Jesus want. Or Christ. you don't even need to worry about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Mordico, now that she knows she needs to do this right, reaches into her, her jean pocket and she starts pulling out something. She points a finger right at Sal. And she says, not one word. She points to the rest of the pack. You all get one word. 
And then Agrania, you already had your word. Rania just got pulls a out. Grania's got a hyena <laughs> grin on her face right now. Mordico pulls out the cutest Hello Kitty sunglasses yes! on the planet. Sal real quiet goes, I get two words. <laughs> and I need to roll what? For the... uh, Gnosis, uh, to get back across the gauntlet, yep. Gnosis difficulty five now. Okay. Fuck yes, I will say it two. on stream. Favorite moment by somebody else. <laughs> one success, she gets the Aiden's one word is just simply badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The second they're back over, she's taking them off and she's shoving them in her pocket. It's the most amazing. Holy shit. Sal leans over to Aiden is like, you made a good fucking choice. <laughs> oh, and uh, Modica, for, for backstory purposes, if it comes up you did get those from a glass walker in uh the denver sept yeah his deed name is frost mage okay it was frost mage okay frost mage. of course frost it is <laughs> over the over the over the totem phone there's just a pixelated there's a there's a pixelated gif Holy of moriko with the deal with it shades coming down but the deal with it shades <laughs> yeah. have, the, have the hello uh, kitty on it yep oh my god uh, and for a few, after and a few moments, you all pop back out over in that the real over that gif is just like the like thing coming up, like <laughs> a little, little heart <laughs> popping up, all the little hearts. Yeah, <laughs> multiple glass walkers. I, this, I, the, I love the, the totem I love phone is now emoji central. <laughs> right, I was gonna say I love that. I love that the totem phone has suddenly become brain Twitter. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens when you have two glass Welcome walkers. Welcome to the glass walkers. We make everything worse. <laughs> or better. But All right, it with the pack now down. fully formed and everybody coming back out in the Montgomery's backyard, that is where we're going to leave it until next week. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.